Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Juvo Hub podcast, your helping hand in property management education. I'm your host, Jonathan Saar, and I have my awesome co-host, Mark Howell from Howell Creative Concepts. We have Dave Sayers back with us from Cortland, and we are continuing our series on change management. Today's focus is on connecting the dots. So the previous episode was really laying the foundation for change management. So we look forward to Dave's insight on what that means. What is that, what is that referencing connecting the dots? Mm-hmm. So Dave, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. For those who may have missed the first episode, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited to be joining you both again. Uh, my name is Dave Sayers. I get the privilege of being the Senior Director of Talent Development at Portland. We're a multi, multi-family development firm based here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we're about 84,000 units strong, and I focus on our learning and development initiatives and really all the change management initiatives we have in the organization. Awesome. And uh, I know you have a, a wealth of experience in learning and development. So the first episode was was just amazing. Just amazing. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you listen to the, the other one. It'll help give you some context to this one. Uh, for all of our audience, really doesn't matter what we're talking about, trying to make sure that we've got all the puzzle pieces to fit where they're supposed to, whereas Dave is going to help us connect the dots is absolutely critical. So there's seven things that you outlined for us today, Dave, that are the dots that need to be connected. Yeah. Let's touch on the first one, identify the initiatives. Take it away. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jonathan, and thanks, Mark. You know, one of the things we, we think about from the last podcast is we talked about how do we build the cohesiveness of the company to say this is what we want. And now that we know what we want, we got to figure out what they are. And so inside of your organization, just like us, you probably have a lot of different departments. You probably have a marketing department. You probably have a talent department. You probably have an operation support, a help desk, ancillary services, a construction department, you name it. And all these departments have a vision for what they want to do to make changes and progress in the organization throughout the year. Now, the first thing you want to do is connect with those organization or department leaders to find out what those initiatives are. But if you don't know what the initiatives are and you're waiting for the initiatives to come to you, it's really hard to manage the change and get the things that you want inside of the organization, inside of the organization to move forward. Mm-hmm. Which it. really then takes us to our second bullet. Yeah, I like that. So you're, I think of it from the audience standpoint, okay, I've had these meetings, we've covered every department and everyone's come to me with 30 changes that they want each. So mm-hmm. your next point, you can't do it all. What, what's, what's your tips for yeah. the audience on that? Yeah, yeah. So just from a personal standpoint, we did that. We went through every department. We identified, no joke, 56 initiatives, key initiatives that we wanted to roll out in here. Now, if you remember from our previous session, we said, man, all those affect the on-site team. So how do we properly do that? Well, there's no way that you can do 56 initiatives effectively. Baskin Robbins only does a flavor of the month. They don't do 56 flavors in a year. How could we expect to make long-lasting change to be any different? 
So think about the initiatives that you have in the organization and what is the priority of those? Is it a safety issue? Is it something that's going to affect the financials? Is it something that's really going to affect the resident experience? It's those things you want to think about versus like, hey, we're just doing a software change because it's something minor. Prioritize what you can and make sure that rolls out successfully versus trying to do them all. Because if you try to do them all, I guarantee you, you'll probably be at a 20% success ratio if that. So why not take those and quit stressing out everybody in your company with 56 and do 14 very well? <laughs> Agreed. Thank you for that advice. I hope everyone is listening to that because I think there's nothing more frustrating for a lot of employees today when companies decide to make changes, but for no apparent reason. You know, if you're identifying the need behind the change and then uh, putting it in some type of category, uh, most important to say something short-term, long-term goals type thing, um, how smart, you know, like let's mm -hmm. focus on what's impactful today, what will make the biggest difference for our teams in this moment. And if that doesn't need to change, then leave it alone. What's that old saying? Don't fix what ain't broken. I mean, I, I, I do find it it fascinating that many companies, I think we get sold, I'm going to use the air, air quotes, sold into change by thinking that there's a new technology that is better. We need that or um, this will do it more efficiently. But I mean, my goodness, technology is changing so rapidly. You'd be changing stuff every three to six months. So I, yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. I hope people, more people take that advice and really try to uncover why, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and my little Absolutely. point to take away too, Dave, from this is I think of our industry suppliers or industry partners that are listening to this and they can understand like, Hey, your product, your service is amazing. Sure. Absolutely. It is, but it may not make the cut. That's just the way it is. Like there's just so mm -hmm. many things that a property management company has to make the decision. So I, I think you eloquently put it, you, as a company, you need to prioritize what is going to be most important and what can be done, what can be, you know, yeah. cause there's nothing worse. I've learned this the hard way working with, even with my own little team, here I am, little small business, market me social of biting off more than I can chew. And then you wind up having a group of employees that feel like they've got nothing accomplished versus like, we are going to get this done. We're going to roll this out. And at the end of that period of time that has been, been designated, everyone feels great, you know, instead of, you know, just these, these partial things. I think you're going to be touching more about on that, you know, throughout this, uh, this mm -hmm. episode and the next one. So that leads to our third point, roadmap. How, why is that a, a part of the dot? Why, why do you have to have a roadmap? Yeah, and, and this is great because it also stems back from training employees, right? Training is not, doesn't happen in a vacuum. Training is a long-term goal for people and people learn by learning or by doing things, right? That's how they really learn more than just, we did a formal classroom on change management. And so one of the things that was important for us is when we said, okay, if we have an initiative that's going to hit the organization, what's the flow for how that initiative should be presented to everybody and who should be presented to and when? And what we really decided was, hey, you know what, as a department leader, I'm going to have ideas. We don't want to stifle ideas, right? That, that's the opposite of what we want to do. 
We just want to make sure that those ideas are properly vetted and they're properly analyzed and they're approved. And so for us, when we said for a roadmap, we started with, okay, here's your initiative process. Here's your executive sponsor approval. You know, from that point, and we'll talk about this coming up, let's create an initiative planning session to talk about what that looks like. What problems are you trying to solve? Does the situation or the solution you have actually solve the problem or not, right? And then from there, you know, let's have a steering committee that's going to look at each one of the initiatives that come in, all 56 of them, and say, like, hey, we agree that is a safety issue, or hey, we agree this will hugely affect the financials, or this will lightly affect the financials. And like you said earlier, Jonathan, it's okay. Your initiative is a good idea. It's just not a top initiative for us right now, right? It's not that you're never going to get it done, but we've got these three initiatives and they have a bigger impact to the organization. And so once we have that approval, then for us, we go through a kickoff meeting. And in that kickoff meeting, we're pulling in all the other departments to talk about what that initiative is and how it impacts the business and then their role to help us pull it through. That, that's, that means communications, right? Internal communications, external communications that could go out to our resident. That means accounting. That means, you know, even, even talent development, which is the team I help run, right? Th then we pull in talent development and then that person does a needs analysis type of approach. It's not like we've done that up front. So once we have that kickoff meeting, we assign tasks. We track task completions. We have initial meetings to, until all the tasks are complete. Once all those tasks are complete, then we're going to talk about a pilot. We don't, we don't talk pilot. We don't schedule locations for pilots until we know everything's ready in which to do a pilot. Even if it's going to put us under the gun a little bit, because then we start trying to shift around schedules for pilots here, pilots there. and Oh, that's not done. We have to move it over here. It just causes more chaos. And so once we've done the pilot, we will talk through the results of the pilot. Like what worked, what didn't work? What, what does the data tell us? And what's most importantly, what did the associates tell us? Hmm. Like let's get that, that, that feedback from them too. And once we are good, we've made any adjustments, then we talk about how we implement across the organization. Every implementation is going to be different. Some are market by market. Some are as simple as communities by communities. And some are just widespread initiatives. But going through that process really for us has identified how we make sure everybody's involved and everybody's aware of the initiative that's going to happen and how we support that. And then also helps us make sure that we have proper buy-in. Like earlier we mentioned, we talked about our CM council. That's when we pull in our CM council in that kickoff meeting because they have, they have a, something to say about that too. So let's get them involved. Let's let them talk about how it could affect affect what they see from their lens. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely love it. You know, and that's, uh, I think it's for, for many businesses, uh, it, it's difficult to, to, it may be difficult to see what that, uh, the benefits a roadmap can bring to the organization. But mm -hmm. I've worked with organizations that have roadmaps and I, I love them. I love them. I think it really just helps mm -hmm. everyone. To, to have that visual on what the company wants to do. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to keep going on this conversation uh, with how do you stay on the roadmap? So let's just take a quick uh, commercial break. We'll be right back. 
What does a team manager actually do? Team management is the foundation of a happy and effective workforce. Effective training can build a solid foundation. Jova Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Introduction to Team Management. Learn more about this course at juvahub.com, your helping hand in property management education. Okay, so so far we've covered some key dots here, Dave and Mark. Identify the initiatives. You can't do it all. You need a roadmap. Now we want to dive into staying on the roadmap. I love this. What can happen? Even with a beautiful roadmap that everyone has bought into, what can happen, Dave? Yeah, that is probably the trickiest thing to do because as you're introducing change management, you've got that roadmap created. Let's be honest, not everybody wants to buy in and play the game. Right. Some people still want to do what they want to do. And it's understandable because they want to make change and they want to interact and do things quickly. Um, what's the most important here, and that's where that roadmap comes in and everybody agrees to it. That's the company philosophy for change management. And so what's important here is that when you have those detractors, take some time, sit down with them, talk about the need for change management, pull them onto your side, pull them onto your road and instead of them trying to create their own road. And then you know, be okay with the fact that there's going to be staffing changes in the organization and you're going to need to re-educate people inside of the organization that come in on your company's philosophy on change management. You know, we, you know, even for us, we've added different execs, we've added different, you know, managers and different people. And one of the things we're very keenly involved with in, in their onboarding is to talk about what change management means to us and how it works in our organization may it how it used to work in their organization, which is totally fine. And so I think if you're if you're thinking about, man, I'm gonna do all these things, you've got to have the commitment to stay on it. Cause if not, it'll all go away. I have to chime in on that. I tell you, I've worked with organizations actually in the very near past, or would that be not near um, recent past, we'll say, um, where I do find that when people leave the organization and let's just say an, an initiative has been discussed and you're in the throes of it, some people, maybe their, their position changes or they leave the organization and then someone new comes in, not having that roadmap that you talked about and what you just said, educating them on, Hey, this is where we are in our process is so brilliant because it basically tells them we have already we don't need to recreate this wheel and let's face it a lot of people that are new to an organization feel like they have to come ready to produce something to make something happen to have value and i just want to say please don't 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 worry about that like we hired you because we knew you'd have value don't mess up the initiatives, don't mess up the roadmap. But here it is, if we're not telling them where our roadmap is, what we're trying to accomplish, then these new people that are coming into the equation will always have these new ideas. And if your team is not cohesively on board with where you are going with that initiative, yeah, you're just, you got to start it all over again. It's very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. it, it's, there's so much time involved in trying to roll out a new initiative and so my goodness that is the best advice is to make sure that you are introducing your roadmap to any new key employees that have the potential to have a voice in that process because boy i tell you i have watched it get derailed very very quickly yeah 
I'm glad you said that. It, it reminds me of the some of the challenges we initially faced, which was really a who moved my cheese philosophy. Yes. You know, people were just kind of used to doing what they were doing. And so when we came in, we're like, hey, we're, this is what we're going to talk through. Some people were very, you know, accepting to it. And some people were like, well, why are you doing this? And and it took a lot for a lot of conversation to be like, hey, it's not a training thing. It's a change management thing. It just so happens that our talent department is running that yeah. right now. And so how do we embrace that together and move forward without, you know, separating it by department? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yes. for sure. Yeah. Love it. Nice feedback, Mark. That was that, amazing. Yeah. It's, it can be so easy to, to get off track, but the long-term benefits sticking to it, it's going to, it's going to help the company grow. So excellent. So we've, we're at identify the initiatives. You can't do it all roadmap and stay on the road, stay on it. <laughs> yeah. So the next point you have down, uh, Dave is initiative planning. Okay. That's, yeah. That what what's involved in in that now? Yeah, this is really can be a lot easier than what it sounds. It's having a conversation with key people around the initiative, like we mentioned, what is the problem we're trying to solve? The solution that they're looking for, how does it solve the problem? Yeah. What are the behavioral changes we want from the people that are involved in the situation because a lot of times we to Jonathan your point earlier was like, we use technology to think that's going to solve it, but we have a behavioral change that we need to look at and fix, right? So it's not just, hey, this system helps us answer the phone faster. It's, hey, we have associates and how they answer the phone could be the difference. And so talking about those things, working through what departments need to be connected in the initiative, working through which markets or departments are affected because of the initiatives and things that we need to do, and then summarizing all that so that your steering committee can say, here's what it is in a nice, pretty package. This is how it affects the business. Now we can prioritize that. Normally what we end up doing in a project management circle is we create these big presentations with lots of words on the screen and people are like glazed over from all that information. And they're like, I, I, I don't know where to even start to make a decision. So this, our initiative planning session is brief to the point. It's no more than two pages at the most and honestly there are some times when we're having that planning session we start asking for certain pieces of information and the project owner doesn't even have it yet and so we'll list out here's the things we need to know before we can present it on and it helps them because they're not thinking of those things and they get another set of lens on how their initiative could could really be implemented across the organization mm -hmm. love it i love it initiative planning you know so it's not just a it's, it's, it's absolutely necessary. It's not something that you, you can skip because I, when I was thinking of this, it's like, I love that point, Dave, where you're going to get feedback from someone else. You're going to get a little, another piece of perspective that's going to help with what, what issue, what problem, what challenge that you're trying to solve. And it really paints a bigger picture. And I'm, I'm confident that means better buy-in overall when people are contributing in that way. That's awesome. Okay. So Number six, you can't yeah. manage what you can't measure. Go for it. Right. Well, Jonathan and Mark, I'm sure you guys have heard this all the time, right? And I think it was Phil Drucker who came up with this quote. Uh, we have an exec here in our company that was like one of his key quotes for the longest time, but it's absolutely true. 
it's hard to determine what the initiative is going to be and how you're going to manage that change if you don't have a way to measure success. And so through all the initiative planning that we do, our goal is to identify how will we know what success looks like, what data points can we pull, and like we said earlier, what associate feedback can we get to identify if it is successful or not? Because you'd be surprised how many things would roll out that didn't have measurements behind them. And they, the, the leaders didn't have an opportunity to even know if it was successful or not. Uh, listen, you are singing to the choir. I love a good um, sort of checks and balances of any kind of protocol. Uh, I call it the consequence, you know, to the good, the bad behavior, what works, what doesn't. If you're not kind of making sure, maybe justifying like this is this is what's working um, and let's let's take time to praise uh, ourselves for this hard work then mm -hmm. people are never going to want to get on board with the change management for the future. So um, I love that. I always ask people when I'm working with them as a client, I'll say, you know, what are your consequences to good and bad behavior? Or, and, and it applies to whether or not they're successively following through with their change and how they're um, getting it to the finish line, executing it. So um, for me, it, there's always, there has to be a reward. And there also has to be a consequence to bad behavior. Uh, and and that, if that is mm -hmm. like, hey, this didn't work out. Like you said in the past, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. I love when you said this, maybe it was in one of our other sessions, but you said it's okay to admit when some, something doesn't work. Um, we all need to be more honest about what's happening inside of our organization. I've worked for organizations where people used to say, don't tell the owners the truth about the numbers or this or that. And I, it baffled me. I was like, I don't understand. Why would we lie to our employees or to the people that we need guidance from or to show what we've accomplished? Uh, I never really understood that. I've always kind of believed that when you can work in an honest space, people will accept the failure of whatever it was, maybe it was something that you tried to change an initiative that maybe it didn't work out. So what, let's try something new. They'll be more uh, equipped to get on board with that change when you do set those sort of priorities up, up front. I like it. I thousand percent agree with you, Mark. It, it made me think about, you know, for every time I've heard somebody say, well, that really worked. And all they have is like anecdotal information with no data. I guarantee you I could find two other people that go yeah. that didn't work. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. And so we, we want to be very cautious of saying like if some because you're gonna you're always gonna have those people out there they're like, oh, this doesn't work, that doesn't work. You know, everything's the world's upside down for them and they're negative and no matter what you do, they're gonna they're gonna poo-poo on it. You know, but it's like, okay, now but when now we have the data to back it up. So it's not one person's word versus another person's word. The results are telling us through the through the numbers. And that's really where everything lies at the end of the yeah. day. You know, which really then takes us to our, our last bullet point here. Yeah. Yeah. Before we jump into that, I just, I, I wanted to share something that you, you mentioned, both of you mentioned that made me think of real life experience with, for instance, when social media came onto the stage, that was an item. I remember being at those, those uh, NAA events and IRM events where people just like, well, how does, how does having, 200 followers what how does that affect my bottom line and that was a tough question for marketers to to answer and be able to give 
you know, uh, you know, a path to success when, when using that. So I, I think that's a, for, for, from a marketing perspective, to your point, Dave, identifying targeted metrics, you, you, you have to, uh, sometimes you got to think outside of what may make sense to you, but especially for those who are writing the checks, make sure mm -hmm. that it's going to make that, make that financial sense, but you have to look at it from different angles. And to me, that was a huge, huge item for our industry where at first there was like, well, is this a bandwagon? Is it a fad? Or what will it really do for me as an organization? And it took a few years. It took a few years. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I love, no matter what, it can't be something you, I don't think leadership's going to say, well, my gut instinct tells me that this is going to, this is going to work. That just doesn't cut it. Um, so Yes. Last point, behavioral change. Yeah. What is that all about? Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you just said there about your gut. Look, I'm, I'm one of those leaders that I will go with, with my gut instinct on an idea, right? But I will never affect the company just off my gut. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to have everything buttoned up and together to help people make the decisions, you know, to, to, to move the company forward. So I love that you said that. Um, behavioral change really is, again, we talked a lot about the numbers, a lot about the initiatives, but we are impacting people's lives. And sometimes the simplest change that we want to make to us has a big impact to the person receiving the change. And one of the things we found super helpful is to get in front of the behavioral changes and the, the negativity that could be caused around an initiative up front which we'll talk about later about how we communicate, even with our community managers to send them the initiative information upfront to give them some talking points with their team about the upcoming initiative and the impacts it'll make to help that person be able to embrace that change. You know, every company is different, every change is different. And like we talked about, some people are like, oh, that's fine, whatever, you know, I'm happy to do that. And then you could make the easiest, slightest change that you think doesn't affect the business and all of a sudden, the service team could be up in arms because they're like, well, now I have to do this and I didn't have to do that. And so we want to talk about those things up front so we know what those challenges are that they're going to face. And sometimes the only way we can do that is get in front of those and let them vet through that and then be able to share it and share it back up with us. So I think that's, that's the important thing I want to make sure that we're all taking away with as we connect the dots is don't stop in your, in your corporate office or here we call it a community support center. Hit those communities. Let's make sure that our associates, our employees, feel and are ready to embrace that that change. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. Well, you've left us speechless again, Dave. I, I was going like, to say, just... I don't, I, I don't have anything else to say because you, <laughs> yeah, you've had it, you've got it, man. I mean, what else is there to say? I know, um, but no, it's like I think you know. It was what I'm passionate about when I think of change management is because we've experienced so much awesome things here at Cortland. And it started with really kind of defining change management for us as an organization. These are all learning lessons for us just as much as everybody else. And so if I can give those little pieces of wisdom, those little, those little golden nuggets um, to somebody else who will think like, oh, you know, I should, I should look through that if I'm going to start change management in an organization, then I'm happy to do it. Love it. Love it.
and I just love this subject line, the topic, you know, connect the dots, because when you, when you and I were going over this, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was some of the first pictures I drew when I could hold a pencil, you know, it's like, that's what right. you're given. <laughs> and you're, and you are exactly. I think as a little person, you're like, Oh, wow, look, I connected the dots yeah. and look, how I made a butterfly, you know, it didn't make sense when you're first looking at it, but the end product is like, okay, that makes sense now. And so, yeah. it, you know, look at it from your, your, um, your employees perspective, like that's as leaders, that's just our fundamental responsibility is just to paint mm -hmm. that picture of what, what is the, what has been studied, what's been researched, how this is going to solve something, how this is going to make um, a, a procedure or anything work better for an organization. So fantastic discussion connect the dots key points again for our audience identify the initiatives you can't do it all roadmap stay on the road initiative planning you can't manage what you can't me uh, measure and look for that behavioral change so thank you again dave for being on the jubo hub podcast how can people stay in touch with you sir um, easy enough. First and foremost, we will have more podcasts to talk more about change management. So I invite you, as I'm sure the gentleman here on the call will also invite you to join in. Um, and then I'm always reachable through LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is under Dave Stairs, and I'm the only Dave Stairs with no hair. So it makes it easy <laughs> to find. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much. Appreciate again you being on the show. Mark Howell from How Creative Concepts. How can people stay in connection with you connect with you absolutely so you can reach me on linkedin at mark howell uh my last name h-o-w-e-l-l -L, or you can find my company site at howlcreativeconcepts.com but the howl there is spelled h-o-w-l as in howl at the moon um so yeah either place reach out yeah for our audience uh, mark howell is an industry trainer so be sure to check out his website and you'll see all the different topics that he travels to property management organizations and apartment associations to share his experience and his knowledge. He's an amazing speaker. So don't miss out on that. So thank you everyone for tuning into our show. Thank you again, Dave, man. This is just a, a genuine pleasure to have your insight and your years of experience, what you've seen and, and what you've been able to implement for the company. So we look forward to having you on a future episode. So for our audience, remember, follow us, like us on your favorite podcast station. Uh, you can connect with us on YouTube and on Instagram as well. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to see discussed, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to Mark or I. We'll be happy to discuss that with you. Until next time, class dismissed. Thank you, everyone. Bye.